the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The more you try to get ahead, the further you get behind. Seems to be the case these days, doesn't it? So if your bucket has a hole in it, how do you fix it? Let's talk about that next. You know, yesterday we began a look at Haggai chapter 2. Does your bucket have a hole in it? It's the title of the message. Pretty much, we see what man has been telling God and what God tells man. And then how it can be fixed. You see, we have this idea and this preconceived notion that we shouldn't press in on God. Meanwhile, God is saying, please, press in. In fact, you're not. And because you're not, you're not prospering. Let's take a look at this together, shall we? Here's Pastor Phil Howard and today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Everybody's got to deal with money. And here God is saying, I have not been blessing you, but if you'll go and obey me, get the lumber, go. I tell you in verse 8 of chapter 2, all the silver and all the gold is mine. I'll finance you doing my will. I'll be with you doing my will. He said to Joshua and to Zerubbabel, I'll be with you. Be strong. And the Spirit energized their spirit. Put me first and I'll supply everything else you need. Put me first. I'll take care of prosperity. Obey God. Obey God. Put God first. Seek first my kingdom and you'll quit being a worry wart about all of this life. Is that not what he said in Matthew 6? Let me say second part. Obey God, honor God, and he will bless you. Let's just rehearse it in the book. Look at verse 7 and 8 again. I'm just going to underscore as we go through. Verse 7 and 8. Give careful thought to your way. Go up to the mountain. Bring down the timber. Build my house so that I may take pleasure in it. And be honored. This is not just any old house. This house will say my presence is going to come back and visit the nation. Number one, do that. He said, when you didn't do that, I took away your prosperity. You ought to get the message. I controlled the rain. I brought the drought. I brought get right with me. And I'm going to lift the curse from you. I'm going to lift it. Then in chapter 2, verse 15. Now, give careful thought to this. From this day on, consider how things were before one stone was laid on another. They eventually start building, but he reminds them again. Let me tell you how it was like when you didn't obey, when you didn't make my house a priority. When anyone came to a heap of 20 measures, there was only 10. When anyone went to a wine vat to draw 50 measures, there were only 20. I struck all the work of your hands with blight, mildew, and hail. 
Yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. From this day on, from this 24th day of the ninth month, give careful thought to the day when the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Give careful thought. Is there yet any seed left in the barn? Until now, until you laid the foundation, the vine and the fig tree, the pomegranate and the olive tree have not borne fruit. I have plagued you in all your procrastination and delay and not putting me first. I am a great God. I should be first. Honor me with the first fruits of everything you've got. You remember what Malachi said they did when an, a lamb was dying and was diseased? They would go and offer it to God. And Malachi said, you're offering diseased animals to God. You wouldn't give it to your covenant, but you'll give it to your God. God just will take anything, you know, because he's just kind of a scrub boy to meet all your needs. Oh, no, 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 no. He's the Lord of hosts 14 times. He's the Lord of all the armies and the powers of God. And you're treating him and snubbing him like he's a flunky God running around taking care of you. When will you honor him? When will you do what brings him pleasure? He can care less about our paneled houses. Just had a couple saying they were getting older and they said, we're going to have to downsize to a 4,000 square foot house. And I thought, mm. and, and then they already were saying, and then we know the next step will be a, a care facility. And we visited one that cost $6,000 a month. And I thought, downsize? I've never got upsize. Because what everybody's standard of living, what you deserve. Oh, yeah. Did you have a shower this morning? I hope you did. But I mean, was it warm? Anybody got carpets? Anybody got a house? There are homeless people. Did you know in the two-thirds world, there's only dirt floors? I watched a Jimmy Carter special that he's dedicated his post-presidency years to fighting the guinea worm. Anybody ever see this? And it showed films in Africa where the major, major disease among these dear African children was guinea worms because there's no sanitized water. You drink water out of the same pond that the animals defecate in and the children get guinea worms, and the guinea worm, it was atrocious because most of those children just had shorts or something. All of a sudden, one day, a worm emits out of their skin, and that guinea worm could be ah, 12, 24 inches long and just taking all the nutrition from their body. So they look malnutrition. All they need is a clean drink of water. East Bay Mud gave you clean water today. See, most Americans, they've done this in Money Magazine. They ask people, what would prosperity look like to you? And the record came back that prosperity in this survey, 
Everybody said, if I had double what I have now. And it went, if I made 30,000, I need to make 60. If I'm making 50, I need to make 100. And then they asked but the average American, what would you consider being wealthy? He said, at least to be worth $2.5 million. You know, our dad always said to us, I grew up with the saying, a poor man's riches are his children. So your mom and I had seven. And you've kept us poor. A poor man's riches. We're a spoiled people as a whole. We have more than any generation probably in America. The prosperity has been overwhelming. Giving hasn't increased. Greed hasn't decreased. Uh, and our self-centeredness has not decreased. Nothing's too good for us. Nothing's too good. Bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. And this is what was going on here. Hey, I'm into my house project. I'm into us. We can make it without the God of the exile. We forgot about this God. We're spending all our money at Home Depot. We need cedar. We need to really decorate this place. And the prophet says, God's not pleased. And ever since you've been doing this, you've been bringing hail, mildew, everything. But notice, they finally obeyed. And the day they laid the stone for the house of God, notice verse 19. Are you there? Is there yet any seed left in the barn? That's talking about the olden days up to this time. Until now the vine and the fig tree, the pomegranate and the olive tree have not borne fruit. Watch. From this day on. Can I hear a congregation read the rest? Did you get it? From the day you obeyed me and you laid the first stone to build my house, I said, I'm going to turn on the rain from heaven. I'm going to remove the mildew from the crops. I'm going to start giving you clothes to keep you warm. I'm going to start healing up the hole in your bag. Today, prosperity will return to you because you obeyed me. From this day on, you're going to get better. When will that first day be for you? When will you begin to honor this God? You see, there's something about us that uh, we always arrange to come out ahead. I read a uh, uh, sermon by Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones of London, famous preacher there. And he heard a man preach, tells it as a true story, that a um, uh, farmer and his wife... Uh, they had uh, raising cattle, and they had, their favorite cow gave birth to twins. And uh, it just so happened that one was red and one was white. And one day the farmer came in and he told his wife, good news, uh, our cow just gave birth to these twins. And he said, God uh, seemed to speak to my heart that I want to honor him with one of these calves. And... Uh, she said, well, great. Which one? He said, well, we'll deal with that later. He said, but 
I'm just thankful God gave them to us. And so they went along, and uh, uh, one day he came in the house a few months later, and this is what he said. I'll quote it so I don't miss it. In a few months, the man entered the kitchen looking very miserable and unhappy and said to his wife, she asked, what's troubling you? He answered, I have bad news to give you. The Lord's calf is dead. But she said, but you had not decided which was to be the Lord's calf. Oh, yes, he said. I had always decided it was to be the white one. And it is the white one that has died. The Lord's calf just died. It's always God's calf that dies. It's always God's calf. You've got to keep yours alive. I was going to give it. I had a man tell me, I can give you a quarter of a million dollars to build this building. And uh, he said, I can write you the check now. And I, I couldn't say anything. I had to be humble. You know, I'm a pastor. And, uh, uh, and I'm thinking, well, why don't you write it? <laughs> and he did write 125000 And I thought, well, that was a good start. But he... He, he never did give the rest because he went bankrupt. You see, I, I'm getting ready to do it tomorrow. Tomorrow. See, I'm talking about three kinds of people in this place. I'm talking to known givers. They've already learned these lessons, and they're saying, amen, go forward. They can't say amen around you because you might get offended. So you've got to be real humble. When you talk about money, we're all supposed to be all this. Oh, baloney. If it's for God, I don't have to be timid. If it's for God's program, God's kingdom, why can they sell girls on the streets of Oakland with more boldness than we'd sell the gospel? Pimps are making quite a living off our streets. And drug addicts are doing pretty good themselves. We come to the church and act like we don't have the privilege of supporting that which is eternal. This is the time to give. I was nostalgic in our trip to Dallas because I graduated 32 years ago in 86. And I met with people that are now in seniors' homes. I met with people now 88, people that afflictions, health has fled them. Uh, They're sick. They're just counting the days till they die. They can hardly walk. Uh, Those that were very close to me and that I looked up to are now being cared for this and that, and all of a sudden you pinch yourself, you know what, I'm running right behind him. And I I talked to this one dear brother. I gave all my books to a missionary to take to Africa. I can't haul books around anymore. I got rid of my car because I can't drive anymore. My legs have gone. And I was just thinking how life would just strip you of what you got anyway. Wouldn't it be wonderful to say, I went out honoring the Lord with my first fruits. I went out giving to the things of God. I went out believing in things eternal. And when this body of mine decays, I'll have a home beyond the river that no one can take from me. I'll never forget what John Patton said when he was getting ready to go to the New Hebrides Islands where cannibals 
made him sleep in trees at night. He'd tie himself in the trees. And the Scottish Presbyterian man stood up and he said, You're a fool to go to the New Hebrides. They're cannibals. You'll be eaten. You'll be devoured by them. And John Patton said to this sincere man, he said, My dear brother, and you too will be eaten by worms someday, and it makes no difference to me if it's worms or cannibals, just so long as I serve God. Why are we saving our life? Unless you lose your life for my sake and my kingdom, you will never find your life. We become hedonistic, materialistic, self-centered. We are the spoiled church. I was talking, one of our sisters, Anna, was telling a group of uh, people promoting a ministry, made the comment, well, I'm trying to get diversity in this group. I'm trying to get this and that. In, in humility, she was saying this. For she said, then she pointed to her face, I'll never forget. She said, you see, I'm Asian. I'm an Asian woman. And many in our clubs are Asian. I want other ethnicity. And it spoke to my heart. I thought, oh, Anna, we ought to learn from the Asian church where their churches, where they went underground for 50 years, where their pastors were imprisoned, where their pastors were killed under communism. They're a suffering church, and they became an abounding church because God always brings out of a suffering church a born-again church. We never do good in affluency. We usually drift. And so they had fallen in love with their homes and out of love with God's house. And so I want to say this. I'm, I'm done. Then our young people want them to come. My wife bugs me a lot of times. She made me go to Awana Wednesday night. My wife. I said, I'm the senior pastor. She said, I said, you go to Awana. <laughs> what do I? I don't, I'm not match over that. She said, what's wrong with you? You're so isolated. You don't know half the things going on in this church. I said, well, sometimes I don't want to know. I went to Awana. What a joy, Matt. Seeing all those kids. See, I sat in here. I said, oh, we're getting to be an old church. I dare you to go over to Awana on Wednesday night. And say, somebody's having babies. <laughs> somebody's having babies. And, we got, and you ought to go over to that building and see the improvements. The doors, the paint, the sound system. I'm telling you what improvements have been made. But let me tell you, when I went there, I'm walking around, and I, I meet three Ethiopian sisters. I don't know if they're in this service. Is any of our Ethiopian sisters that I met here? Well, I get over here. I meet, you know, parents. They get children, they want to. And so I'm introducing myself, and they say, are you the janitor? And I say, hey, I'm the pastor. <laughs> and, and so... This woman here, I'm talking to her, and uh, she's different. I said, what is it? What is it? She said, I was baptized in Ethiopia. I was religious in Ethiopia. But she said, I was an evil woman. She said that. She looked beautiful. I couldn't imagine. You know, you can't imagine an evil heart with a beautiful face. And she said, I, I was evil. I didn't know Jesus. My husband left me a year ago. 
And five months ago, I met Jesus for the first time. It wasn't religion. I got born again. And she started in, and she was so vivacious. And so I said, you mean you don't have anything to say against the church? You don't have any criticism? You haven't met all of our members yet, have you? I mean, you, you haven't got with the critical crowd yet. No, no. She said, I'm born again, pastor. She's just like that. She said, I know him. I know where I'm going. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't be this enthused. And then, and then, then she said, and, and let me tell you. She pointed to the sister to the left. She said, right there. She said, you preached on Good Friday, and Jesus saved her. She was saved on Good Friday. Oh, you think? I want to go to Morawana meetings. And then, then the sister over here, yeah, we love his word. We love this church. We love what you're doing for our children. We're glad we're in a born-again church. And I thought, kids are running everywhere. They're playing. It's kind of the final night. What am I giving my offerings for? It's sure not for brick and mortar. The building you can keep. But if you give me a place where a kid can learn about Jesus, you give me some facilities where I can get the gospel out. Let me tell you, let me tell you, we weren't always in this place. 18 years we met in dumps. The theater, I don't care how sanctified you want to make it, it was a dump. Ask Malcolm. I tell you, I thought God was against me. And I said, I don't like your sense of humor, God. This is a dump. I went out of here. We had to stay there anyway. Humiliating. No place to park. No dignity. But guess what? We met. We sat up and broke down chairs for 18 years. In 1990, we landed over there. And we grew. Our kids, you, Ted, I see Ted Montoya there now with our youth group. All that. Let me tell you. This is only a tool. I'm not given to tools only. But if I can reach a kid, reach a child, and we're going to be taking a love offering to help our kids go to camp. But what are you giving to? Just meeting those people. Then I went to the youth meeting Friday night and saw what Anna and a lot of our young people, what they're doing, beautiful. Last night, I donated my ears to the band as they blasted them out. But trying to rescue kids, trying to make, you know, some of you are too isolated. You're only running with your age. You ought to go visit the Awana. You ought to go visit the youth group. There's something going on. You just don't visit. You come in Sunday morning, and many of you come in late. God forgive you. And some go, and, and you just got this little circle. You like cement, all mixed up and hard. And haven't been around a born-again person. I can't tell you what it does. And then I talked with Sean Fraser last Wednesday at Awana. Sean, do you know him? I think I finally know him. I think I finally know him. My mama's prayers. This church, I used to race little Sean, when he was six years old, I met him after service on Sundays, and we raced every Sunday on Sunday. Him and his brother Bruce never thought he'd become a hell's angel, but now he's become God's child. 
That's worth it. That's worth it. That's what we're about. And if you're not born again yet, we will bust ourselves. We will stay up all night if we could just see you come to put faith in Christ. We want you to know Christ. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. As we conclude our time together today, we would invite you to contact us if you have questions, comments about the broadcast. Maybe you have a question about your own walk and relationship with the Lord or a prayer request. We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us today. Now, we have a couple of ways to do so. The easiest might be simply visiting our website, truthfortodayradio.org. You can drop us an email. We have other means of contact that you'll find there at truthfortodayradio.org. We also have a lot of resource materials available for your growth and relationship with Christ. Our design and desire is to see that you grow in Christ, grow according to his knowledge and grace. Any way we can help, well, that's why we're here. So stop by truthfortodayradio.org or simply give us a call, 855 833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. Please bear in mind as you contact us that this is a listener-supported ministry. As you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. Prayerfully consider how you might get involved in the ministry of Truth For Today, won't you? 855- 833-9864 or write to us. Our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. And that website, once again, truthfortodayradio.org. It is a pleasure spending time with you in God's Word. We trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.